Denise, as promised, we've got somebody in for community stories talking about things happening around our communities. I have a specialist in the area of natural resources, the environmental services with the city of Mankato. Joining me now, I have Justin Lindborg. Good morning, Justin. And we're specifically talking about the emerald ash borer and what that means for our city because it has arrived and it's in the counties and it's in surrounding counties and it's only, it was only a matter of time before it was going to be here. So what is the status now of the emerald ash borer in Blue Earth and surrounding counties? Yes, so a good point. It has arrived. The closest finding was just recently this year, um, not far away in St. Clair. Um, Blue Earth County is designated as infested, um, so we are preparing for it to uh, arrive in Mankato at any point in time. And chances are, they say, if it's around you, it's probably here. We just haven't officially discovered it, right? Yes, exactly. Um, Most emerald ash borer infested trees aren't discovered until their third or possibly fourth year, so it is likely um, that it is here already. What are some of the symptoms when you first see an emerald, uh, an ash tree that might be infested and you might not know specifically because you haven't seen the insect? Yeah, so great question. Some of the first things you look for is crown decline. Um, you might get some branches that don't have any leaves on it. Um, epicormic sprouting, which is when you have a lot of lush branches at the base of the uh-huh. tree coming out of the ground or that first branch area. And then um, woodpecker damage. Um, oh. If you if your tree is infested, the woodpeckers will be taking advantage of it, and you'll see uh, a lot of woodpecker feeding on the tree. So while you may think it's great, I'm seeing birds in my yard. It's not so great for your tree. <laughs> yes, they're they're there for one reason, and that's to eat the insects. Now you would have thought we would have learned from the Dutch elm disease back in was it the 70s, and I recall that because I know we cities everywhere lost beautifully lined tree uh, tree lined streets of all their beautiful elms and so then they had to cut them all down and then they planted ash trees all ash trees which are beautiful trees but we're back at the same place again yes we are um i like to highlight we learned a little bit of a lesson from dutch elm (laughs) disease at that point it was common to have cities with 90 percent elm trees right um at this point with ash in minnesota most communities are around 20 to 40 percent of their trees are ash. So I would we, say Mankato's higher because if you look, I mean, you go down any street around Mankato, there are ash, ash, ash everywhere. And, and most people don't know what trees are, but I do just because I'm like a plant geek. So yes. we do have, it seems like yes. we have more in Mankato. Yep. Here in Mankato right now are urban street trees, which are managed by the city. About 15% of them are ash trees. Are you sure but it's not with, more? With that, <laughs> we have certain areas of town that are extremely high. Right. Um, Broad Street, Balserzak Drive. There's some pockets around town that are are very heavily. Uh, Monks Avenue. Uh, yes. Go down Stadium here because I would I drive by them every day, and now our ash. I always notice that the ash are the first to lose their leaves in the fall and among the later ones to sprout in the spring. And that's just kind of the the way they are. Correct. Yes, that's correct. So being a native tree, they kind of adapt to our climates. A little differently and it's common we get calls all the time on people thinking their ash trees are dead in the middle of may oh they just haven't leafed out yet and Um, then in the fall they lose their leaves early and this year because of the drought are you finding trees losing leaves earlier anyway no matter what they are yes um i'm already seeing some maples starting to turn colors um the drought is going to we're gonna have an early leaf drop across the board 
How do you think this drought is going to affect tree, trees in general? Because I know whenever you plant new trees and if you can't keep them watered, of course, they're not going to get that good strong root system. So are we going to find a lot of trees probably not making it through this particular year into next year? Yeah, so your your bigger established trees won't be affected by one year of drought. It's going to hinder them a little bit, but they are built to survive that. What we're really concerned about are the trees um, zero to five years old in that newly planted frame. Um, they're going to be impacted. We will lose trees. We have lost some trees. And especially if we deal with this again next year, um, right. we'll really see some, some tree loss. Because I assume the city can't water everything. I mean, there's just only so much you can do. Exactly. You know, we plant um, anywhere from 300 to 900 new trees every year. So um, we are able to get around with some watering, but uh, it takes a lot of a lot of people and a lot of water for that. So what are the plans as the emerald ash borer arrives in our, our county, our area, to, I guess, deal with it? Because people want trees. Trees clean the environment. Trees are good. They provide shade. I mean, there's so many good things about trees. They support wildlife. They support the ecology of our area. Are there plans? Have there been things being done because we knew this was coming? Yes. So the city of Mankato does have an emerald ash borer management plan. Okay. Um, we will be removing approximately 200 trees every year. Um, taking, starting? Starting this year. Okay. Um, taking out the worst condition trees, um, trees that are just in bad locations, and essentially removing them and replacing them before they are infested by emerald ash borer. Okay. Um, doing this allows us to maximize our budget. Um, if we didn't do this, we would be inundated with tree removals over a short period of time. Now, there's obviously trees of different ages up here by the campus. They're not as old. They're not as big. And are you primarily, do you think, dealing with older trees? Like some, down, somewhere down, you mentioned, um, was it Broadway that has a lot of them and some of the older trees that are going to be removed first? Or is there a plan on how that is going to progress? So what will we be seeing as people driving around the community? Yes, as you drive around the community, you're going to see staggered removals throughout the city of Mankato. We are focusing on larger trees that are declining as these trees pose a bigger hazard. Um, a smaller tree, if it's dead, it doesn't pose the same hazard as uh, a 60-year-old ash tree. So we are targeting um, strategically certain areas and certain sizes of trees. At what point do you decide a tree is worth keeping? Because I know there are ways you can treat them, but I believe it's very expensive. Yes, great question. So the city of Mankato will also be treating some trees. We'll be treating about 12% of our current public ash trees and 10 to 20 inch diameter ash trees are the best trees to treat. These are trees that are in the middle of their lifespan. They're gonna provide benefits for a long time to come. And um, contrary to belief, um, Dutch elm disease was pretty expensive to treat trees with. Emerald ash borer has a lot more research gone into it and treatments have come down in cost a lot. Um, so for example, what uh, uh, yeah, average for, tree? For example, for a, an average 15 inch diameter tree, um, the private homeowner could treat that tree for about 150 to 200 dollars every two years. So it's every two years. So it would be for the life of the tree, then. You know, it's believed for the life of the tree, but after the peak of emerald ash borer in six, seven, eight years, they think we might be able to go to every four or five years and and drag those treatments out a little more. And when when we tr say talk about treatments, what is that treatment? Does it just prevent the the insect from coming to it because it's repelling it or what I mean what how does it keep it healthy or how does it you know not kill it <laughs> yeah so great question the treatment is a trunk injection 
Um, it's basically an IV system that the tree is going to take up a microchemical. Once the ash borer insect arrives at that tree and feeds on the phloem, that insect will then take in some of the chemical, which will kill the insect. All right. So then the concern is going to be, will this impact other insects or, um, you know, we talk about pollinators, you know, that sort of thing or any other wildlife Will it affect other things? Yes, lots of research going into that right now. Very, very popular topic. And there has there have been found very small to minimal impacts on any other pollinators. Ash aren't a common pollinator no. species, and the trunk injection keeps the chemical localized to the tree. Um, there are some other treatment options. You can do a soil drench, um, which then puts the chemical into the soil and does have more impacts on area vegetation. And how much are we talking for cost? You said 150 bucks. About $10 per diameter inch okay. of the tree. So it could be fairly expensive, um, but if you've got a, let's say you're a homeowner and you've got one in your yard that's your main source of shade, you might want to do that. Yes, absolutely. Lots of lots of questions coming in from Mankato residents right now, and I do encourage that. If you've got a nice ash tree in your front or backyard, it's shading your house, um, the benefits that tree is providing far outweigh the cost of the treatments. Yeah, so much. I mean, for air conditioning and heating and uh, windbreaks, all those sorts of things. Well, you know, you mentioned it's a it's a chemical. So if there's woodpeckers that come, will they be in, infected if they try to go into the bark? And Yeah, so the woodpeckers probably won't be infected because they would be there feeding on the emerald ash borer. Okay. But the emerald ash borer won't be there because the tree's been <laughs> okay. treated. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. And is it toxic to humans or anything else that they've found? So nope. Nope. It's a very safe chemical. And if you have an ash tree in your yard, but it's not on the boulevard, as a homeowner, you're responsible. Isn't the city that does that, correct? Yes, correct. If the tree is on your private property, you are responsible for managing that tree. But what if you're a homeowner and you say, I really like this tree on the boulevard. Can you ask the city to save it or does the city make that decision independently? Yes. So the city has a set plan already of which trees will be treating. Um, if your tree in your right away you'd like to treat, but we are not planning to treat it, you do have the option to treat it yourself. We okay. do ask that you notify us. We'll then put it into our system so we're aware that it's being treated. Um, but you do have that that opportunity. How many trees are we talking so Mankato right now, we manage about 2,400 ash trees okay. in our city right-of-ways and city parks. 2,400. Is that, I mean, so then you said you're going to do, what, 12% of those? Was that what you yes. said? Yes. So we're looking at about 300 to 350 trees that we'll be treating. And then, of course, you're probably going to be cutting some down preemptively. So let's talk about that. How many trees will be cut down? Uh, in, yes. In, we're looking at a goal of about 200 trees each year. And what, will they be replaced? Yes. Every every ash tree removed will be replaced at a one-to-one -one ratio. Um, some trees are planted in such areas that we can't replace them directly there. They might be too close to the curb. Um, it might be too narrow of a boulevard. So in that instance, we plant it as close as we can. It might be down the block just a little ways, but... Um, everything removed will be replaced. And let's talk about tree replacement. We apparently didn't quite learn from the uh, Dutch elm disease when we planted boulevards of Dutch elm trees or elm trees and and then now of course boulevards of ash trees. What is the plan to replace these so we don't have this again? Because I know there's also oak wilt so I mean oaks are a great tree but if you planted a boulevard of them if you got oak wilt you'd be done again so what is the plan? Yes, the plan is diversity. Um, pushing diversity across the board. Um, we want to use a number of different species, um, 
both native and non-native trees. As our climates change, we are planting some trees that are from zone five that oh, have started to survive here in Mankato. Such um, as, well, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with zone four because I garden, and so yep. I'm just curious what on zone five are you, because that team seems to be tempting fate a little to me. Yes, it is. And exactly, we are experimenting with it. A couple years ago when we had that harsh winter, we did lose some of those trees. Such as? Um, we've tried Zalcova. Um, what kind is that? I'm not familiar with that. Japanese Zalcova is very similar to an elm tree. Um, but actually one zone five tree we are using with great success is the London plane tree. Um, that is a cross between oh. an American sycamore, which uh, that one's doing great for us throughout town. We've had about three and a half years now of planting that tree. And, and they, what does that look like? I'm trying to, you know, picture. To to the common homeowner, it's going to look a lot like a maple. Okay. Um, it won't similar leaves? Similar leaves. It won't have the red fall color. Um, and That's it a bummer. It is a bummer. <laughs> And it has a, a flaking bark, which is a, a very aesthetic attraction to the tree. I've noticed more ginkgos being planted, and uh, that is a tree with few problems at this point. And I'm a ginkgo fan myself, having a couple in, in my yard. So I'm just curious about the, the plans for those. They're very they're slower growing, but they're very nice trees. Yeah, ginkgo trees are great. Um, as you said, very few, if any, insect or disease issues. They are going to be a slower growing tree, but the trade-off is they can live for hundreds of years so um, and they do adapt to Mankato's conditions well we deal with clay soils here so some tree species don't tolerate those as well as others so what trees should you avoid if you're a homeowner and you're planning to replace trees in your yard one I'd recommend first is a maple tree as much as everybody loves them I was um, gonna say you you say recommend avoiding them yes because I was gonna say I hate silver maples absolutely hate silver maples people love them because they grow so fast but they're so messy but I'm just curious your your other reasons yes. too for all maples in general yes I do recommend that um, going back we talked about diversity um, maple trees are about 35 uh. percent of our trees um, across the city and while we don't have the insect disease issues with them here yet they are emerging on the east coast the asian longhorn beetle um, okay. devastates maple trees so should that arrive here one day um, that's going to be another issue for so us. So avoid maples. Anything else you uh, recommend people just to be careful if you're replacing your own ash trees or things in your yard? Yes. You know, diversity is the biggest thing I, I encourage. I encourage you to look around your yard, see what you have, and um, then weigh your options for what you can plant. You know, for instance, Kentucky coffee tree is a great selection here in town. They tolerate our soils well. Ginkgo trees, um, there's a multitude of different oak trees that do very well as well. I love the ginkgo trees because they come in all different sizes too. And um, how about oak? Now, oaks are beautiful, and I know they are one of, for an environment, they are one of the best providers for caterpillars and all sorts of, of things like that. But I know there is oak wilt. Are you planting many of those? And those are very slow, but just very beautiful. Yes, we do plant quite a few oaks every year. Um, oak wilt, we don't have a ton of here in Mankato, thankfully, but it is something we are considerate of. Um, we plant bicolor oak also known as swamp white oak okay that's one of our best boulevard trees um, we also plant red oak pin oak um, bur oak and a new one is a heritage oak that we've been oh, planting I'm not familiar that with that well. um, that's a hybrid between a chestnut it's with a chestnut oak do we have any chestnuts oak. around we do not how about butternuts we do have some butternuts um, some of our native woodlands 
and you'll occasionally find uh, a front yard butternut tree. Okay, because I know I've got one by our lake house. It's a butternut, but yeah, and, and hackberries, are that another one you Yep, hackberry is a great native tree, um, fast growing if you're looking for some shade quick. Uh, that's similar to an elm tree, though. That's going to be one of our faster growing trees. Okay. What else can we do to help in our own communities with the tree issues? You know, just being aware. Um, I encourage everybody to be aware of the trees they have in the yard. A lot of people don't have a clue. Don't have a clue what's in their yard. So, regardless if it's an ash tree or a maple tree, um, whatever it is, be aware of it. Think about it. Take a look at it. See how it's handling the drought. Um, and importantly, right now is is water your trees. Are you even the big trees? Yes. Because um, I have not been watering mine just because I've been trying to conserve water. So how does one water a big tree because their roots are so you know widespread? Yep. So you're going to want to water it slowly and water the entire um, the entire root area, which if you draw a line under the canopy of the tree. It's a drip line? Yep. The drip line of the tree, that's what you want to water. Um, let something run, a hose run slowly for an hour on one side, switch to the other. You're only looking for about a pencil width stream of water. Okay. So just a trickle um, that really soaks the area. And how often? On a big tree, you only need to do it every few weeks, three, four weeks right now. Um, Your smaller trees, let's say it was planted in the last five years, probably want to be watering that once a week right now. So just giving it a five-gallon pail is not quite enough? Not quite enough. And actually, um, as dry as it is, if you just dump a five-gallon pail on it, a lot of that water will just run off. Oh. Um, that's why we like to, um, one trick is if you have a five-gallon pail, you can drill a small hole in it, fill it with water, set it next to the tree, and that works great. I've done that too, where you take a five-gallon pail and you drill like four holes, a little, you know, on each you know side, and then it just kind of slowly trickles out. And Yep. Yep. On most small trees, you know, if you can do uh, 15 to 20 gallons of water every, once per, per week. For small trees. Yep. That's that's a good point right there. How about things like your fruit trees? Like I've got some pear trees, a cherry trees, things like that. Yep. They're going to be stressed out a lot this year um, between the drought. And we also had some very cold temperatures early in the growing season. So okay. I know there have been some issues with fruit productions on some of those trees, but, um, you know, really keep them watered. And um, if you get a good fruit crop, that's great. But keep them healthy going into next year. All right. So uh, how about your shrubs, things like I've got a whole arborvitae, tetra arborvitae uh, uh, hedge, hedge around the place. I don't water that at all because I don't want to use up all my water. So what do you say about things like that? Yep. On shrubs, and especially you bring up a great point with arborvitaes, any of our evergreens, conifers, it's important to have them well watered going into the winter. Right, going into When the, the ground freezes up. Um, that's when you get winter burn on those. So come uh, early October, a good watering on any of your evergreens is, is a good thing. We didn't talk about evergreens very much. Speaking of that, with tree replacement, uh, it seems to me when I look along boulevards, it's mostly deciduous trees. But I know there's things like needle casts, and I notice a lot of our uh, spruce trees and other trees like that are are at risk and or getting that is that one reason why the city seems to avoid those or is there some plan for those or what's the concerns yeah so mankato here we deal with a lot of heavy clay soils um in general your your spruce pine trees don't tolerate clay okay. very well um you get standing water with that which brings in insect and disease issues 
Um, a second issue with our boulevards, we like to stick with deciduous trees just for sightline reasons. Um, sure. We can trim those trees up higher so you can see through them for both pedestrian and vehicle safety. And now this isn't your area, I don't think. Is it, are, are you part of the ones that do um, mulching and things like that? Yep, a little bit. Because I, I, I want to emphasize this, and hopefully your people know this, but have you ever seen the uh, tree volcanoes when mulch? Absolutely. Do the we, people, are the people trained not to do that? Because I, I know there's some I th- see along the boulevards, and I think that, well, I'm hoping that that's the property owner and not the city that's doing that. Because anytime you put all that mulch and put it like a volcano, that's so bad for the tree. Exactly. Mulch volcanoes we want to avoid. Um, it keeps the moisture around the stem of the tree, which uh, will increase root rot and stem rot. Insects. Insects will bury in there. Um, so we always say no volcanoes. Um, we want donuts. <laughs> donuts, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So anything else you feel is important, Justin, for people to know about the plans for the Emerald Ash Borer or any other thing that's going on with uh, the plants in our city since you're the natural resources person? Yes. Um, as I said earlier, just being aware, um, know that the the look of your boulevard and your neighborhood streets is going to evolve over the next 10 years. We're going to be losing trees. We will be replanting, but um, we will be it's going to change. It's going to be a different dynamic as we replenish the forest. Do you recommend people be preemptive? Like, for example, I've got an ash tree in my yard that's probably, you know, not huge that I could probably cut down myself and then, you know, block it off or whatever. And if I was going to do that, just cut it down and and cut my losses and plant something else? Or what do you recommend for people to do? Yeah, so you've got um, two different options there. You can be preemptive today, um, remove that tree, get a new tree growing which is one option. My husband um, says, wait till the leaves all fall off so we don't have such a mess. There you go. Okay. Good anyway, point. Yeah. Um, so you can remove it now, replace it, get that new tree growing. Um, if it's a larger tree, I do recommend preemptively because as the emerald ash borer gets here, your contractors will be inundated with work. So And it's, it's very expensive to remove. Yes. And it is possible that those prices will go up as there's more work in the area. So. Okay. Um, but on the uh, on the alternative, if you've only got one tree, it's not a safety issue or anything like that, then you might be able to hold on to it until uh, until time comes that you need. Yeah, to right. So who should they call? I mean, if it's a boulevard tree, do they call the city? Do they call an arborist? Or what should I do if I'm curious and what I need to do with my, my own trees? Yes. So Mankato's got a great customer service system. If you contact 311, okay. um, you can issue a request for a boulevard tree inspection. I, I will receive that request on the computer, and I'll come out and take a look at your, your tree. Are you relatively new? Because I don't recall them having specifically a natural resources specialist in the past. Yes, so I've been here four years now um, handling this. And are you one of the data. first people that... There had... was, I believe I had two predecessors. Oh, okay. The, the title has changed and evolved a bit through the years. Maybe but... maybe that's why I wasn't familiar. Because I was just wondering if you have a tree in your own yard I mean, the city's not going to probably come out for that, or will they? Yes, we will. We do conduct private tree inspections as well. You're going to do the same thing. Contact 311, which is our customer service system. Um, For instance, if you've got an ash tree in your backyard and you want to ask if it's a candidate for treatment or what you should do, um, I'm happy to come out and look at that tree and talk through your options with you. Are you an arborist too then? Yes. Oh, I love it because I know there's people who are certified arborists and there's people that I always say when you're going to do tree pruning, get an arborist, not just somebody that has a a chainsaw because that doesn't know what they're doing. It's so important. Yes, absolutely. Um, There's a lot of special things that go on with trees, certain times that you can trim them, certain ways to trim them to get different results. 
I, I love it that we have our own arborist. Uh, we are talking with Justin Lundborg, who is with the City of Mankato Environmental Services, specifically natural resources uh, specialists here. We're talking emerald ash borer and other diseases and other things to do with uh, anything natural resources. Are there any other natural resource issues you're working with right now as a city? Yeah, you know, emerald ash borer is the biggest one. Um, our drought is number two, which is just keeping your trees watered. We do have a few other minor insect and disease issues throughout town that we're dealing with. Such as? Um, linden borer is one common one. Oh. Um, that is a native insect actually, so it's not a uh, a serious threat across the state of Minnesota. It attacks uh, linden trees right. only. Does it, it kill them or is it just... Yes, yep. Like so it's going to bore into the trees um, and then you get, just like emerald ash borer, you get a heavy woodpecker infestation in the tree and um, it really weakens branch attachments of the tree. I noticed there are a lot of linden trees in town yeah. as well. Is it? Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about how, what are are you, the, how many are there percentage-wise. Yes, sensing a common theme here. Yes. So, um, <laughs> linden trees are about 10% of our population, okay. not nearly as bad. Um, we don't plant them anymore. Actually, lindens are another tree that don't do terribly well here in town. Okay. Um, they have a lot of root issues. Stem girdling roots is a very common issue with lindens. So um, not a big issue. We take out um, maybe 20 trees a year because of linden borer. Because I noticed a few years back, it was a number, well, been a number of years now, our neighbors replaced some trees and it was a boulevard program and they had the lindens back then. So obviously you're trying to get away from some of those problem trees. And <laughs> Yes, yep. Um, we've probably been going on five years or so now of oh. not planting linden trees. Um, again, it's about 10% of our existing population, which is a kind of our threshold. Um, once you get to 10%, you don't want to get past get that. Past you get it. into issues. So. so if people do want to put in a boulevard tree, what's the process and how do they, do you pick, do they pick? Do you, I mean, do you encourage them so that we don't plant a whole bunch more of the same thing in an area? Yeah, so boulevard trees, uh, the city of Mankato can plant. Contact Mankato Customer Service. Uh, there is a $75 fee for new boulevard trees. So that's pretty cheap, actually. Um, if it's a replacement tree, then it's free. Oh. So every spring we plant around 10 to 15 different tree species. So we are willing to work with you to select that tree um, from our predetermined list. Oh, wow. Well, you've given some great advice in terms of what to plant, what not to plant, what to look for. Anything else before I let you go? I've appreciated you coming on the show. No, that's about all I've got today. Thank you for having me. All right. So it sounds like you call 311 if you have any questions about your trees, and you can ask for Justin Lindborg, natural resource yep. specialist. Well, I appreciate your time, and good luck. I hope that we don't get a huge infestation all of a sudden.